0: welcome to unlocking the fitness industry i am your host jack abel i'm a two-time natural pro a Cellucore athlete and we're going to find the best way to get fit to enter your competitions and to look your best so here we go let's get into the episode And what is going on, guys? We are back again for first podcast of 2021. So we've had a little bit of a time off um, and I've lined up some guests for the next couple of episodes. It's going to be insane. But for this episode, because season A is coming up and there's so m- I'm getting a lot of questions from a lot of first-timer competitors, season A is normally um, where a lot of the first-timers do start within their competition journey. I thought I'd bring on... One of my clients, someone that absolutely smashed her first show, um, had an amazing transformation, um, worked through a whole lot of different challenges to get to where she did get to, and then now reverse dieting out and succeeding at that as well. So I'll introduce you guys to Chelsea. Say hello, Chelsea. Hey. Good intro. So what we're going to do is... I'll let you introduce, like, kind of give us your little basic, maybe like a little five-minute intro into kind of what got you into competing and why did you start competing?
1: Um, Gosh, I don't even know. I think I just was so unhappy with my, like, appearance and how I was feeling and how just how it affected me like all around, I guess. And I started to lose weight and it was never something I would have done. Like I never ever thought I would compete because it's just not, I don't know. I never thought it was me. And then I guess one day I was just in the gym and I thought I want to try a more structured training plan, I think. Mm. And spoke to someone that did bodybuilding just just to do like a more structured plan like she did. And still said I wouldn't ever do bodybuilding itself. But then, yeah, all of a sudden I just loved the training and loved having the routine and the structure and everything like that. And then just kind of sent it.
0: Yeah. So when you are you were doing little bits of training, were you kind of getting any success through your um, – because you did have quite a large transformation from – going all the way from one year before stage to onto stage. What were your main challenges going in between that of like, we're you finding you weren't going anywhere or anything like that?
1: I think so. I think because I started off losing weight by doing the whole fasting thing um, and little calories, I just kind of stopped after, oh, I don't know. I'd probably lost the first 10 or 15 kilos. And then I kind of just stopped and, I then I started going to the gym because I didn't do any training in that first bit of weight loss Mm. and then I think yeah I just couldn't keep losing any weight and that was kind of it and while I was happy that I'd already lost so much weight and felt a lot better I didn't feel how I wanted to feel so I needed to do some kind of training to yeah keep going I guess
0: And for the people listening, what was your overall weight loss between your heaviest point to stage?
1: I think, I don't know exactly, but it was like the, so I was probably 96 kilos. And then I think on stage I was 61 maybe. So like 35-ish.
0: Yeah, which is insane. So having that as a main transformation where I guess, that's such a good goal for coming into it and a lot of people just use that weight loss as their journey and kind of almost using a bodybuilding show as keeping accountable um and then from there to then then build your body composition as you were coming down as well um getting into the weight side training so with the weight side how long have you been training now in the gym
1: i think since the end of i don't even know what year is it So I went to, I went and joined Snap again at the end of 2019 and did a challenge. So yeah, only just over a year really. It hasn't even been that long.
0: Yeah, that's hectic. So then from building down, you've kind of worked out where you wanted to be Um, started to go into the bodybuilding scene. So kind of when you did, so what was your, that first introduction to ICN? So someone said you should do a bodybuilding show, all of that. Where did you get like the natural bodybuilding side of things?
1: Um, I think, so first of all, I was looking at doing like a transformation one because Mm. I kind of was at that point where I was like, Oh yeah, I've lost this weight, but and I'd still never want a bikini or anything in my life. And I was like, well, I don't think my body can do that, you know, whole toned thing. When I thought toning was a thing. Yeah. Um and yes, yeah, so I was kind of looking at that, but the only shows that was really like WBFF. And yeah, just everything I'd heard about that kind of show and it wasn't natural competing and all that kind of stuff and I wanted to look into something that was all natural and because that's not something I would ever go into um not being natural. So I wanted to be around other people, I guess, that were in the same boat as me and make sure it was more of a fair I was never going in it to win or anything, but um mm. I wanted it to be, yeah, like a similar, similar mindset to me and be around people that were all training in the same way to get to the same place, I guess. Which is yep. then, yeah, when I looked into doing ICN and then got into contact with um, the VIX and then found you.
0: Yeah. And then we kind of gone from there because even from that, like you were kind of still, even I think when you come across me, like not fully, like you are um and the stage a little bit. And if you were yeah. going to be able to make it um, with where, where you were looking at and things like that. Yeah. Um, then we pretty much started to prep, set our eyes. I think my advice early on for you is like we'll kind of, cut down and then see what divisions and categories you're going to fit into Yeah, um, because I, I guess what we, well, how heavy were you when you first come to me?
1: Um, I still would have been like sure, maybe 75 or more. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm that's where like, I think a lot of the people, even that haven't competed before have this such high thoughts of competing that everyone is shredded. Everyone is looking like that. And they look at themselves and they're like, well, I don't look nothing like any of these girls that look upstage and they don't even imagine that it is possible for them to get into that position. And I think that's something perfect where you've come from that position of like almost being where you're like, Oh, not too sure. And then like absolutely mind blown by what we brought in on show day. Um, Yeah. That, that was just insane. Um, With your let's go just you mentioned something about the toning side of things so I wanted to that's something that I am noticing coming up more and more because I guess a lot more after COVID lifestyle people are coming into um like like the more online coaching scene and a lot of things like that and I think I was having a conversation the other day and it's like it's almost good now that these girls are coming in that's And they're getting straight into weight training instead of like the whole box gap is completely gone now. The whole skinny, like these girls are wanting to look strong over skinny um, and they're not so like worried. And that's where like the tone word always used to give me shivers um, because that's Mm. just like, how do you define toned? Um, Well, more muscle, basaline, lean, lean lean body fat. Um, And that's just something like now, every time someone mentions that whole tone thing, I'm like, what are you after? And then they can't explain it or define it. Um, so that's where, like, I guess for the general person that is listening, that maybe isn't in the comp scene yet, slowly, slowly coming in, um, what would be, say your top two, top one piece of advice where they would kind of find that information to then start looking down, um, getting on stage or even like getting to that point of like achieving that goal.
1: Um, I think just, not even, I guess all I ever had in my head was, oh, this is kind of my build and this is how I look. The people that are on stage just have a totally different mm. body type and that's why they could be on stage and I never thought that I could. Um, so I guess just taking that out of your mind because literally whatever body type that you think you have, you don't. Like, honestly, yeah. I never thought that I could that my body would do what my body has done. And it, and it just has. And I think that was a big barrier when I first started just thinking, this is what my body will always stay like. And it will stop me from, you know, looking like other people kind of thing. So kind of getting over that and realizing that if I just did the hard work that I could look like that and I could get to stage. Um, So, yeah, I think that was a big thing. And finding out what you wanted to compete in like what federation um and that kind of stuff and talking to people that were a part of that federation rather than talking to Mm. you know people that all compete in WBFF or compete in anything else and aren't natural because I think that just puts a different total different like perception on the whole competing side of things so when I first was looking at it talking to you know, people that were a lot more um, famous, you would say, on Instagram that all competed and they weren't natural and it was just totally different to so when I then found ICN and started talking to people that had competed in that and it was a totally different ball game. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important to talking to the right people and not getting the wrong idea of what mm. you're trying to do. Um before you do it. Cause yeah, I just remember looking at people that had literally just competed in WBFF and just being like, what? And then yeah, finding ICN, it was just a total different, total different thing. Yeah.
0: And I, yeah, hugely agree with that. And the the biggest thing I guess, where a lot of people do get confused is because there are so many different federations. Some people don't even realize that WBFF, um, IFBB, um, there a lot of them have dropped off but uh npc yeah. naba um or a lot of those old school federations muscle mania um i think muscle mania is tested but there are only really in australia two main tested federations and that or three yeah. main tested federations IMBA, anb and icn icn's the largest natural bodybuilding um federation out of all of them and you're exactly right it's almost listening as well i think to different types of people different types of coaches like an ifbb coach isn't going to have the same advice or same mindset i guess as a natural um coach i find like oh there's different personas there's a lot more emphasis on winning in the ifbb that's like the olympics um it's not just to go up and just have a go. Um, it gets pretty serious yeah. and a little less unfriendly, I would say. Um, and I've competed in the IFBB um, and doing things like that as well. So yeah, it's definitely getting the round the right people for the right federations. And I guess for your body type of your look. So um, you can get some big girls come up to me and they're like, I want to compete IFBB. And it's like, cool, maybe take 10 years off, really get some yeah. size and then maybe you'll you'll be looking in if they're saying that they want to win an IFBB show or things like mm-hmm. that. Especially with the unenhancement and the way like the bikini federation's going like these days, it's getting way way more popular, and it's just your girls are growing and growing and growing. And
1: yeah.
0: a lot of these athletes will do anything to go and get that first place. So that's where um, the natural bodybuilding is a level playing field. You know that. Um, and it is going to come down to, then you can then suit your body type for different from figure, um, to f- fitness sports model or bikini, um, or now there are other categories as well, um, that will suit a lot of different body types. And that's, yeah, some definitely some good advice on that one. So coming into where a lot of these guys are out at the moment in season a four weeks out, um, so if you flash back because it wasn't that long ago for you so flash back to about four weeks out coming in you're still like three weeks out from your peak weeks um doing that where's your kind of mindset at at that point like motivation wise strength wise when 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 things are starting to get a little bit harder
1: (laughs) not that they got that hard for you (laughs) yeah i think i was still super confused like looking at myself only three or four weeks out and still comparing myself to other people, which I needed to get out of. And I'm thinking, I don't look like what they looked like at this stage. And, you know, and remembering too, I didn't have a tan or anything like that. I wasn't tanning for the weeks before so that I could tan on the day and all that kind of stuff. And you obviously look totally different. Um, And your water's up and all that kind of stuff. So I just didn't, think I was going to get there like I just was so worried about the day itself and it was such a such a lead up that I was still training so hard and doing everything I possibly could but I just still couldn't see the image that I expected to see I think Mm. Um, and I well I was still super proud of myself at the same time I was like whoa I look like that and I look at pictures now and I'm like wow I thought I had muscles then like I, I was so wrong. And um, yeah. So I remember just those few weeks before I was like, God, how am I going to look like those people do on stage? Um, and even the day before when I was sending you a video, even the um, day of doing, yeah, doing my posing and stuff, <clears> I'm thinking, Hmm, this is just weird. And then when I actually had my tan and everything, I just thought, well, you know, and I'd taken a picture and I thought, well, okay, like we're here. <laughs> and I just, yeah. yeah, couldn't comprehend. I think just because I'd never, never looked like that. And I'd never had the chance to, I guess, growing up, I'd always all other girls wearing bikinis and just loving how they looked. And I'd never had that. So it was really hard to be like, you look good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I
0: guess that's definitely like the mental side of things. So coming in, I think for you, like you, just the way we responded, we had plenty of time to prep. You were on quite high Mm. calories around that four, four week. I think you're on like 1800 calories or around that four weeks out um, and still responding really well. So we didn't have to like do anything rash or keep keep it. So like, I think training training and nutrition wise, you're doing pretty cruisy. Um, Yeah. I think the main thing challenges for you were more the mindset. So like you're worrying about posing, like really nailing in the small things like that. What advice would you give for people that are in a similar position? They're like, they're starting to feel the like pinch. They're losing a little bit of motivation. um, Super worried about posing and things like that.
1: Yeah. I think just don't overthink it. So I spent Mm -hmm. way too much time overthinking (laughs) it and even being like embarrassed in the gym to kind of practice posing and being embarrassed at home to practice posing. I didn't want to practice in front of everyone or even in front of you when I was sending videos and stuff. Like I just felt like an idiot um, because I wasn't used to it. And I spent so much time being worried about that kind of stuff and comparing myself to other people. Like I lost time in appreciating like how far I'd come and how, I looked at how hard I was working and yeah I I got to you know be still on pretty high calories and be cruisy compared to other people and I think it's just useless comparing yourself to other people and it's something I'd always struggled with but god when I got there like that had to be the last thing on your mind you just you just can't put time aside to do that you just have to Mm. have your eyes on the on your goal and just go for it because literally people in the gym are not looking at you and being like, Oh, she doesn't look like so-and-so did three weeks out. Yeah. They're looking at you like, Whoa. Mm. And exactly. It's
0: appreciating the time. And I think, um, that's something that like what was really weird with you in a way, like I've like you sending, I know you had a lot of the nerves with the posing and a lot with like worrying about like your back pose and things like that and mm-hmm. transitions and doing all those things. And then next minute on the day, you're just like, boom, bring it on. Not a, not a problem. So it was like
1: yeah. almost
0: because you did practice that much and you kept practicing, 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 um, but then not letting it affect you over practicing on the day and doing things like that. It just, you kind of went into a world of your own and, um, and then smashed it from there.
1: Yeah. And I literally did because I was practicing so much, and I thought again, comparing myself to people on Instagram that were posting videos every day of their practicing. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm not practicing enough. Like they're doing mm. so much more. And then even the day before, still practicing. And on the day, I kind of just went through it once in yep. the morning. And I remember Ethan being like, well, let's go through it again before you go. And I was like, you know what? I'm here. Like, let's go. I'm just going to do it. And then yep. I did. Yeah.
0: So then bring it to show day morning. So we got up, show day morning, um, got into it. How were you feeling on the day? Like what nerves were going through um, coming into you? You hadn't seen a show, had you, before?
1: No, I'd never even been to one. So I honestly had literally no idea what what I was going to walk into. And I think as well, because I wanted to compete in Victoria a bit kind of closer to home and that, And then I couldn't obviously cross Mm. the border. So I went to Canberra and I feel like everyone in Canberra was so close because they're all, they were all kind of from Canberra. They all knew each other. So me coming in was just terrifying um, at the same time as being so excited. But on the day, it just like anything that's a big event, it doesn't feel like it's happening. And yeah, I remember going over to the club that it was at and, I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs with Ethan and I'm like oh you know like I don't even know what I'm going to walk into and just I think everything I had in my mind and then I walked in I was like oh cool like it's just a you know everyone was just sitting backstage and it was Mm. just like a you know everyone was just chilling um and I think I expected all this crazy stuff and yeah I kind of just walked in didn't know anyone I tried to connect with a few people like through Instagram beforehand um, which was hard because they obviously were all from there Um, but yeah I just sat down and kind of just waited and someone came up to me and started talking to me and could tell that I was obviously a bit nervous and um, yeah then I just got chatting to them and then another person came over and then next minute I was just chatting to everyone and then my hair and makeup was done, and yeah, it all just happened.
0: Yeah, so. and that's the cool thing about ICN is everyone is pretty friendly. Everyone will kind of like, in the end, everyone has like-minded goals. Everyone's been through the same journey um, that you have. That was that one was a hard one because of the border closures and things with going on with Victoria. Yeah. So I could be there either. Um, so yeah. that's like extra extra credit to you that you're just like, oh well, fuck it, get it, get it done, and you there by yourself and still. Managed to make make, make heaps of friends there as well.
1: Well, that's the thing. And I thought because of the whole COVID thing, we weren't sure what all the rules were. So my friends all kind of went and did something for the day. And I sent Ethan back down. And, you know, him coming in, obviously they know all of the coaches and stuff. And they were kind of like, Mm. oh, who are you? And he was white and he wasn't tanned. And Mm. so I was kind of like, okay, so he's dropped me off. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what's going to happen now. So I'll like message you. And he, you know, went back to the hotel and stuff and then everyone else had their coach and yeah, I'm just kind of sitting there like, cool. <laughs> and I can just hear all of the chatter and stuff that they're going through. Like, Oh, well you've got to carve up with this or you've got to do this. And I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, everyone was doing something totally different to what yeah. you had told me. So I'm sitting there like, Oh my <laughs> God. um. And, yeah, I guess joke's on them because it worked, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's something that, like, I almost forget because it's kind of funny. Like, I had a very similar experience with – because when I competed as well, like – I just came in by myself and like, I've done so many shows that I've just traveled by myself and went and competed and yeah. um, did all that. And that, that, that's something I've completely forgot that you're kind of got that anxiety going there and you're looking around. Some people are eating gummy bears. Some people are chugging wine. Yeah. Some people, everyone's trying to have their little secret um, last minute thing. That's going to make a huge difference. And, mm. um, and that's, yeah, some, something that's always pretty funny, but yeah, definitely for your fir- first yeah. time being in something like that, where they, I, I actually think there's benefits to that as well, because I think I connected mm. when I was competing by myself, you're not as clicky. So I did connect with a lot of other yeah. athletes a lot better because I didn't just go and stay within my click. Um, so there yeah, are, I know sure. WBFF don't allow coaches backstage and they, and they say that's purely for the reason that, Athletes have to mingle and athletes have to rely yeah. on each other to get help, get help and get ready and pump up. So then they, it becomes a more family bond. And I really kind of like that. Um, and that's, yeah, yeah, that so is that's, good. Yeah. And that's something you would have probably found with a lot of the girls as well. Yeah. So then getting up in your first ever division. So that was Bikini First Timers. Um, you managed to take that out. How did you feel after you won first ever show?
1: I was just shook I didn't Mm. like I just and I was in a panic already because I remember I'd walked in and I'd messaged you like oh my god these people are all skinny and like I still as I said in my mind I didn't think I was like I Mm. couldn't picture that's how I looked as well and I was just like all these people are really skinny like I'm totally wrong for this and then watching people do as you said their little secret tricks which literally do nothing and I think they just want to do them so that if they win they can be like yeah I won because I eat gummy bears or Mm. um you know I sat there and I watched just before my division I watched this guy come backstage and he pretty much drank salt and then he took like two shots of pre-workout and then he ate about 12 snakes and then he ate like a half a packet of Sour Patch Kids and then he drank some lemon or something and I was just sitting there like huh and then he Mm. went on and same with all these other girls eating their stuff and then everyone's like oh it's time to pump up and I'm thinking oh my god and I just did some random stuff and went and lined up and I was just looking at the other girls and because it was first timers like that's such a great thing that you can do that they were Mm. all in the same position I think coming into it I thought. Oh, everyone's going to be so experienced and they've all done this before. And I kind of forgot that first timers was a thing. Yeah. Um, so just being in that lineup with those people was super helpful. And I thought, God, you go up there and like that's it. And I don't know, I just walked on stage and something just totally changed. And I just went for it and I was a totally mm. different person. I was, I've never been so confident. And then yeah, I remember standing there and I was kind of like through school, always the person that got picked last and all that kind of stuff. So they started doing the um, like placings and I think they do, do they do top five? Or yep. top, I don't even know, to be honest. But So they do top yeah, five so they, and
0: there was six in your lineup.
1: Yeah, so they'd kind of done that and I was like all prepared to be number six. I was like, no worries, I've just done this. So that's awesome. And yeah, they, they kept going and then there was two left and I just had this fit and I was still trying, I was staying posed and like, I just, my face was trying to smile and I was, you know, kind of breathing really fast, like what? And then they got to, yeah, first place and said my name and I was just like, what? And then I just cried. Like there was just tears coming out of my eyes and I was trying to like smile, but at the same time <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and um. Yeah, I remember just trying to like look down at Lauren um on the like on the judging panel and I was just like thinking like thank you like what and then yeah I came off and Ethan had like tears in his eyes and I was just like kind of crying and I just got my phone out and called you. I was like what? <laughs> and yeah, I basically had to go straight back on after that. And I was just yeah, so confused. So yeah, confused. and that's
0: that's something like I think the morning of the show when you were feeling that you had that like insecurities that you were like, I remember you messaging me being like, oh, I'm, I don't want to not stand out up there. And um, I don't feel yeah. I think everyone has that feeling the whole way through because yeah. it is the you can, you've done everything you can within your control. So you're always going to be worried about, oh, what are the other people looking like? And I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've always said is just run your own race, because in the end, you spent a lot of time yeah. worrying about what everyone else looks like that it's just like well in the end it didn't matter because you just got up there and did it did it all and it's like there's nothing you can do anyway um to then control that um so then it's just like i was like you look you look amazing so just go out and work it and i think you coming in and just putting that like stage experience on stage as well instead of being like more worried about it you're just all in yeah um and then yeah after that first win it's kind of put you into your place that you belong there i think and that would be a, a huge shift for you.
1: Yeah. And I think just going up there, I thought, and I just put on my, um, <laughs> I put in my AirPods before and put um, Work Bitch by Britney Spears on. And <laughs> I was just like, yep. And I've just gone up there. And I think I, in my mind, I was just like, well, I'm wearing this and I look like this. And mm. what's the worst that's going to happen up here? Even if you trip over or something, you look so good so it doesn't yeah. matter like I was just like send it and um yeah i just did because i'd spent so much time worrying about it and and as i said i never went there to win it was more just about doing it until yeah. kind of the weeks before i thought well and i didn't want to sound like i want to win but i was like i want to win something so i don't look like a dickhead yeah which was the stupidest mindset to have but it was just kind of like, do you feel really embarrassed if you don't win? Like I've done all of this and everybody knows that I'm coming here to compete. I was so panicked about it then mm. that, yeah, I kind of got into the wrong mindset that way, but still on the day I didn't care. Um, yeah. I was just like, it'd be so cool to have a medal and yeah.
0: Yeah. And then will take out the first division I think something else you pointed out there is like everyone expects it to be like when you're on stage it's so hectic and because you've got all the nerves Mm. building up building up building up and then you almost walk out hit that first pose and then it's like oh this ain't that bad and then then you can just go and like get into your flow of things where I think like it's the build up where even I've seen nerves destroy people coming up Um, and you want Mm. a little bit of the nerves going into it going into it going into it but then Soon as you get on stage, use those nerves as then turn them into that stage experience and then just go and own yeah. them. Like you don't want to fight the nerves and be like, oh, I'm not nervous and then try and hold it in. Um, but then when yeah. you're up there, it's just like, bang, you want to utilize that as much as you can
1: yeah exactly and yeah when I walked up there going up those first few steps you've everything's rushing through you like yeah so nervous and as soon as you've hit that first pose and step to change poses it all just goes away and you just yeah you're in the moment I think
0: yeah that's it and you're just almost on that flow level um and then ha- how did the rest of the day go so you won your first first timers what was the rest of the results
1: um, so then I was pretty much up there for all day, I swear. And I was, I remember being so stressed about the snacks cause I was thinking, well, when am I going to have time to have these rice cakes? And cause you said, you know, like every hour or something, send pictures. And then there was no time to do that. So, um, yeah, as soon as I came off first time, as I think I went back up for under 23s maybe, um, And that one I think I came second to so Grace was in that category as well who was who I'd been chatting to on Instagram I'd you know seen her compete from last time and I was like oh my god you know she's beautiful and um and I was on stage with her and I just thought well how am I on stage with you Mm. and coming second with her I was just like whoa that's you know something in itself um and then came straight off that and went back up again, I think for Notice. uh sport or no, I don't think I did. I do novice. No, I, think, I don't think I did. Right. Maybe I did. I don't know, but then I went up for sport. Um, and so I won my sport category and then I had to go straight back up again for sports open. So with the other two winners from there, um, categories and i was just exhausted like i was so <laughs> exhausted and i thought i don't know if i have anything left to give um and then i came straight off that and had to put my bikini back on and go up for opens uh which i think i came second in that and then i did do something else maybe it was novice because i came yeah. first in something else
0: i think it was anyway novice. basically
1: I feel like I was there all day just like one after the other and I was kind of hoping that last thing maybe sport was last that I wasn't going to win because then I had to go back up and then I did overall like oh uh, I'm so tired um so yeah it was just hectic
0: and then what would have advice would you give to girls that are doing more than one division like keeping mentally focused and Um, that's something Mm. I watch with a lot of my girls and stuff like that. And I try and have a conversation with them. Like, especially like you had it quite well because, um, you took out of a lot of your first categories as well, but then it's like keeping motivated throughout the day that it's like, you've worked so hard for it. You don't want to let that fatigue set in.
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was a bit different because of the whole COVID thing. I think they tried to really speed it up. So we ended up Mm. finishing like an hour early Um, because they just pumped through it. And I think if it's kind of a normal show, you have more of a chance to go backstage and take a breath for a second. And if you have to, you know, have more carbs and check in with your coach and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me, it was just because it all happened so quickly, I didn't even have a choice to not be motivated, I think, until the end because I was so high on life. Um, Yeah, exactly. And then towards the end of the day, I definitely started to get, you know, a massive headache. I hadn't, you know, drank or eaten much and all that kind of stuff. Um, And, yeah, but just just when you're there, you just have to be in the moment and just love it. And Mm. I think that keeps you motivated in itself and just remember that you've literally just done a prep for however long and everybody is in the same boat, enjoying the same thing. And I think it's just enough motivation itself. And yeah, just don't let anything get in the way once you're there because you're there.
0: Yeah. So, something coming then out. So, you went through show day, absolutely smashed it for a first timer to go and get like, what'd you get? Three, three golds and two seconds or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was something ridiculous for a first timer as well um, that just didn't have any expectations or didn't think you were going to get a place. Um, how'd you go coming out? So post the few days after, um, I know we had a few chats. Um, what was your main worries at post-comp?
1: I think my main worry was going back to my old self. Mm -hmm. Um, just being so scared. So before I lost all the weight, we just ate so shit like we would have nachos every day or we'd just do a shop every single afternoon for dinner and be like oh let's just get nachos or let's just make um palmies or chips and gravy or whatever and I could just like I'm such a big eater I can eat and I just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and And still like if we have something on I have to you know not do that because I feel like I never had an eating disorder or something that I'm kind of like, did I, because I still have that in me that so many people will have something and be like, Oh, I'm so full. And I'm like, I hate you. Like I don't <laughs> have that. Like yeah. I'm always hungry and can always eat. And I think because after the show I had so many snacks and stuff, which is just a bad idea. Like, don't do that. I had so many snacks and I just thought I need to have a taste of everything and because I thought I'd missed out on all of it but I just I hadn't um and yeah I just ate and ate and ate, and then for the whole next day as well I was like well I was in the mindset that I've got one day so I just need to send it and eat um so then it was really hard on the so I think I everyone was like oh you're gonna throw up and I said no you don't understand I could eat (laughs) And I did. I ate and ate. And I think it was Monday night. I just finished off a block of gingerbread chocolate and it just tipped me over and I threw it up. And then I had some ice cream because I just, yeah, I couldn't stop. And then Monday or Tuesday morning came around and I was back to work and everything. And I thought, oh my God, I have to go back to what I was doing. And I just was so panicked that I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd spent two days just eating um, and getting out of that routine that I thought I was in such a panic that I wasn't going to be able to do it and I'd fallen back into my old kind of habits and stuff Mm. but at the same time I hated it like I didn't in like yeah the food was good but I also hated it at the same time and I missed all what I was eating before and my routine and I wanted to be back into it so badly, but I was so scared that I'd undone everything. Yeah. So I think that was, yeah, my main, main concern.
0: And I think that's a common occurrence with post-show everyone's worked 16, 20 week preps, if not more. And then it's just like, go hammer, hammer, hammer food afterwards. And I think like we kind of had a discussion of kind of what I expected um to make sure we pull it in on that Monday yeah. that you can have that free meal and then free day and then really rein it in and I think what a lot mm-hmm. of people don't expect is like they're so focused on the prep they're so focused on the show day and then completely forget about afterwards like it's very yeah. easily that that one or two days of like almost like borderline binge eating it can just turn mm-hmm. into a week then turn into a month and then turn yeah. keep, keep going and going and like even you say, like, you don't enjoy it at the time, but then you don't like a lot of first time competitors. And I tell it to us, so many first time competitors, and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they message me like two weeks later, like, fuck. Oh, God. I see what yeah. you mean. Because how that changes your brain, how it, like the sugar, almost like the cravings you get, the um, appetites yeah. that you, you can eat in, um, just you, you can lose control very, very
1: easy. Yeah. And that's what it was. Like, it was binging because you were just eating because you had in your mind that you could for that day. Um, So, yeah, that was the whole concern. And I know for so many people that I see on Instagram and Facebook that they, after their show, it's, it's been two weeks and they're still doing it. Mm. And they just, and that's when I think, well, you know, you're stuck Mm because for me, it was that one day and I was really scared about it that I wanted to be back right back on track and it was hard for like a week or so I was, you know, really up and down emotionally and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you see people that are still going weeks later and you think, God, that's, that's how you put on the weight. Cause that was another concern people saying, Oh, you know, as soon as you finish, you're going to put on like 10 kilos. And I was like, Oh God, I hope I don't like, I know I'm going to put on some weight obviously because you're not going to be stage lean. Um, but, yeah, it's really the people that say that are the people that don't reverse and don't rein it in. They just they put on the weight and they say that that's okay when really, like, it's not. You don't have to do that. Yeah.
0: And I think another thing is what we've kind of talked about a lot, um, and that's that you did lose that 35 kilos going down into mm-hmm. that prep. Um, and then even, like, coming into the couple weeks out from a show, put getting that weight back on then how that affects you mentally and you're like female, uh, calling it the female brain, but um, yeah, the yeah. female brain type of thing of alarm bells start ringing because the weight starts crack, like going on. Yeah. Um, how are you finding that still? Even now, I think we had a discussion a few weeks ago um, talking about yeah. that as well.
1: No, like it, totally fine, to be honest. Like I thought because so many people had said how much weight they put on, I was panicked about it. Um, but I've only put on a couple of kilos really. Um, So at the start I was a bit worried about it. And then just as weight was going up and down, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm scared that it's how high it's going to go up just from increasing the calories and that kind of stuff. Um, But it honestly hasn't. And even when we put my calories up again to last week or the week before to 2200 I thought oh this is definitely going to make me put on a couple of kilos 3, and yeah, I haven't like 20 wait what 22 I don't oh, even know yeah 2222 two, two, like... two. yeah 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 Yeah, two 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 yeah, 2200 two. yeah um yeah and I'm still the same so mm-hmm. it's just realizing getting out of that mindset that oh my God, if I have some more calories or if I do this, I'm, I'm going to put on now. Like it's going to happen. I have yep. to deal with it, but I don't want to. And yeah, it hasn't like, cause I'm doing it right. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that. And this is where it comes
0: into a catch 22. Like it's, you can be on both. So you have to be in that kind of perfect bell curve pendulum because you can be very worried about the weight and not put on any weight at all. And then the opposite side is you can just stack on a shit ton of weight and almost have a post comp yeah. blowout. Um, So it's just obviously working with the coach, making sure that they know your personality, they can explain the best ways Mm -hmm. of doing it. You're checking in quite often because even with you putting on those like bits of weight and worrying a little bit about like having those weeks that you're like, oh, no, I'm fat again. And I'm like, no, okay, let's have a look at your girth measurements, your girth measurements, like numbers don't lie. Like even though like Mm -hmm. especially girls, like their weight's going to fluctuate quite often. Um, from period, time of the month, carbohydrates, water retention, sleep. um, It's going to go up and up and down. So that's where like definitely the girth measurements where your waist measurements pretty much stayed pretty consistent, even though we've upped your calories up um, and your weights come up, it's still your waist is the same. You still body composition is very different than your body composition at that weight on your way down. Mm. Um, And that's the biggest thing I think coming to a lot of first time competitors on the way out Maybe let's just say that you're, you were 65 kilos and then you're reversing out that 65 kilos before the comp may look very, very different if you're reversing out properly yeah. in a reverse because your body composition changes, you might be completely conditioned now. Um, and that's something like I've learnt as well. Like I've been 80 kilos and not had an ab on me and now I'm 88 mm. kilos with a full six pack. So it's like, if I was only yeah. looking at the weight, I'll be like, oh no, nah, I don't want to be 88 kilos. So I think that's where like guys have a very di- different like representation of weight. Like weight is good for guys. They'll be like, yes, I've put on a kilo this week um, where I think it's slowly yeah. catching up with girls. But um, th- once they get down to their very happily losing the weight, but then it's putting it on um, for that benefit of growth and building lean muscle. And even that re- like, puts the alarm bell saying that girls want to build lean muscle. You're not going to be super, super jacked, but you're going to have that like what I would assume a lot of people think that toned look is, and that's um, more muscle mass, leaner bo- leaner body fat, and you're going to be able to eat yeah. more calories because if you've got more muscle mass, you can, calories could come a lot higher. Um, and then that means that when you are doing a prep or a cut phase or anything like that, you don't have to bring your calories as low. Um, And that's something that we're aiming for you definitely going up through throughout just getting those calories as high as you can before we go through another cut phase again. So the biggest thing is
1: that's exactly
0: right. Yeah. And and, and then that's the ultimate goal. I really think for a lot of people that are into competing or even lifestyle, the biggest thing is your ultimate goal should be sustaining where you're at and on as many calories as you can. If you can get to something like 2,800 calories and you're still holding weight, that's a really, really good sign. Um, and that's where somewhere where you want to be at.
1: Yeah. And I think just getting off the scales, like I spent yep. so much time, especially straight after prep, like getting on the scales every day and being like, Oh my God, I've gone up like 200 grams. Now I literally never weigh myself unless I'm checking in. Like yep. it's just not important. Like it's important, but it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's another basis, like what I'm slowly seeing and slowly changing even my coaching methods around. And that's like some people, like I would prefer people to check in once a week. And then if something doesn't add up, um, like the weight's gone up or the girth's dropped, but weight's gone up, then I'll ask for a three day in a row measurement to pull an average from that point. Um, where I do like, for, for, I've got some clients that will jump on the scales every single day and then we grab an average. But again, it's knowing the clients, knowing their personality, knowing how they're going to emotionally react. And that's something I think, again, with the girly brain um, on emotional yeah. <laughs> relationship with the number. So they go on, do a faster uh, weight measurement, see something they don't like, and it fucks their whole day. And then they don't train as well. They, everything's turned off where really yeah. then um, if they're like, it's just almost teaching that it is just that number. Um, and then using yep. it from around that,
1: and that's right. It does it does mess with your whole day if you let it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's building that one thing. Like a few little challenges that you came up with. Um, very starting out, like you having IBS. What tips can you give to someone? that so explain IBS for the people that don't know and then what tips did like we kind of come up with and work with to get through a comp prep because some people would be like oh I can never get to that because of this reason this reason I've got this food intolerant this type of thing Um, what was the best way around that
1: yeah so um, IBS irritable bowel syndrome Um, I guess it's just it depends how you deal with it but it's obviously your bowel being irritated. So I just won't shit for days and days and days. And you obviously get bloated. And a lot of people don't change. The, so there's the FODMAP diet, which is what you should follow because, you know, that's all of the things that trigger it. And it's different for everyone. But a lot of people will just spend most of their life complaining that they're bloated and that's why, um, rather than looking at. What's causing it and why they're bloated and what foods are triggering them. So, I think coming into it, I was already working on that, trying to find ways around it and cutting those foods out of my diet. And because I just didn't really care, I just thought, oh, I'm bloated and this is my life. When it's not like if you eat properly, it doesn't have to affect your life that much. And I was such a fussy eater and would not touch anything um that wasn't a chicken nugget and (laughs) you know just eating the wrong things for so long really affected it and it took me a bit of time to kind of repair that and um even when I came on with you and you'd sent me kind of the food plan and I'd just have a look on the like the FODMAP apps and if there's something I can't have just finding the alternative for it and like having your knowledge and figuring out because before I didn't know what carbs were what or what you should be having at what time and just being able to substitute it for something different. Like I know in um, peak week, instead of having, I don't know, was it like asparagus or something like that? I don't know, but I couldn't have it. So I had snow peas instead. Like there's so many different options and just, I think a lot of people get through, Uh, prepping stuff with lots of spices and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of stuff that you can't have with IBS, no garlic and no onion and all that kind of stuff. And just find alternatives. And there's so many alternatives for everything. Um, And you just have to, you just have to put in the work um, and not just think, oh, I'm bloated and this is my life. Like Mm. if you put in the work, you can, you can be happy.
0: Mm. And that's something I think like when you first come to me, you're like, look, I've got IBS. this is going to be a problem. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. to truly be honest with a lot of the methods that you do do through comp prep, you're eating pretty basic foods anyway. So if anything, it's going to yeah. help you out work out what the trigger is and things like that. And it's pretty much well, what, what, what I mostly believe in is simple foods that are clean, that our bodies have been eating for hundreds of thousands of years. So we didn't have many problems really. Um, yeah only tiny
1: little changes it it literally changed my whole life because I think so many coaches are all about their um flexible flexible eating and oh you can fit a Mars bar in every day and I'm like well no um and just going for that total kind of clean approach to eating um like you literally fixed me because before that I was still trying to do the whole flexible thing. Like, well, I'm just going to eat this and fit this in. And by doing this, I could cut everything out that I wasn't supposed to be having and Mm. actually figure out what was triggering me. And for what purpose, like, yeah, just going to clean foods has just repaired my tummy, honestly.
0: Yeah and that's the other thing i think it's very popular right now what i'm starting to see the trend in and a lot of the influencers and in that talk about is that whole cheat meal type of day that it's like you shouldn't be having a cheat yeah. meal you shouldn't call it a cheat meal it's negative on your mind you should be enjoying it sustainably throughout the week and a lot of those type of things and i i do yeah. tend to agree with them here we go rant coming but <laughs> in the end it is like well shit me 67% or something ridiculous in 2017, 2018 of Australia is obese and me working with people that already don't have that control over diets and snacks and all of those don't need to be told that you can go and enjoy a Mars bar, a Macca's, every single day because it's going to turn into two to three times a day. And it's the reward system and Mm. treats because we've never been slapped up as a little kid growing up. Um, It's that it's, it's funny. Like even I walk through supermarkets and looking at that, you kind of look at some of the people that are like choose chocolate and all of that. And I get it. Chocolate, it is a reward system and it is good. But like Mm. I have this weird thing where I look at people's trolleys um, and you're looking at like 80% (laughs) of their trolleys are shit. And it's like, well, cool. You grew up on this reward system, especially our generation, um, on this reward system, if you be good, you can get a chocolate, you do this, and now we've mm-hmm. got adult money and we can go and reward ourselves, but that reward switch does not get, like, flick off. And for a majority of people get stuck yeah. down this hole of, well, fuck, I'm 30 to 40 kilos obese, but I'm still rewarding myself. And, like, we talked about how that sugar affects post-comp and how it hits you, like, a yeah. turns into, like, one day, into a week, into a month, into a year. And then it's just like then you've got all these like influencers as well going like oh it's okay to do that though yeah it's okay for yeah. very good athletes that are burning a shit ton of their training every day and they do deserve that but like I'm a very down the evidence like down the camp of you have to deserve your carbs um, and yeah. while well, looking off statistics not a lot of people especially in the Austra- Australia and uh, with what the obesity epidemic's going do not deserve their freaking carbs. So I think that's yeah, just and no, I think another thing.
1: It's becoming such a problem. Like everyone saying, no, you should be able to treat yourself and you can have that um, chocolate if you want that chocolate and don't restrict yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, people need to look at what they're eating and look at why they're saying it's a restriction because everything that I eat, every day is so clean. And I love every single bite. I look forward to everything I eat because it's so good. Like Mm. it's literally like for breakfast, I'm having pancakes that are just made of egg whites and some cocoa powder and put fruit on it. And it's so delicious. But then other people are like having a muscle nation custard and then topping it with three Mars bars and some Oreos and, this and that. And I'm like, so what was the point of you having that custard with it? Mm. You know? Um, But it fits in their calories. So it's okay. But people just forget. Yeah, it's fine. You can, if that fits in your calories, cool, but you have to think about what's in it. You're still putting all of those sugars into your body. Mm. And for what, like you can make stuff just as delicious and worth it, you know, without doing that and just having the mindset that's being pushed on people is, I know they say, oh, I don't want you to think um, it's a cheat meal because that puts a bad, like, mindset on you. But it's really bad telling everyone that they can have whatever they want all of the time because then that's all they think about. Well, no, I can have this. Yeah, And, yeah, you can, but why?
0: Yeah, and that's the balance again. Like, it's the whole going out and eating the best way is like you should go out and have a burger and you shouldn't do all that. And I do agree with that to a certain extent, Versus, it's the whole discipline, I guess, like discipline coming how weak of a generation we are in like, and we wouldn't be in this Mm -hmm. weak generation if like it, the statistics wouldn't show it pretty much of like how much people can't control by food and don't have the education. And there's so many people talking all different stuff that no wonder everyone's lost. And that's where I do think like understanding food and things like that, it is fine to go out and have a burger and do that and then pull it in for the rest of the week and do all that. So it's like, you're almost, which side of the sword do you want to be killed on? Do you want to be killed on Mm. a letting people go and eat themselves into an obesity epidemic? Because you and I might have a very different, idea of what eating clean is versus an average person where we would even look at them and go, Well, you're not eating clean. And then they're like, well, I still yeah. need a cheat meal. Um and then it's just like adding on top of that versus then the other side of the sword of people restricting too much and then afraid to go out and have that cheat meal. And I think that's where the like a lot of these people talking on this topic are like very it's hard because it's very different for every everyone's very different. All personalities are very different. Um, And that's where like me as a coach, you have to know how people work, how people I'm going to have people after a show, be very worried about putting on the weights. And we have to, I have to almost Mm. encourage them to go out and have a burger. Versus some people that just don't know where that off switch is and they're just going to eat themselves into like double weight than when they did start.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think people like, me coming into this, as I said, I've always been a big eater and I can Mm. eat and eat. And I think the other problem is on Instagram, people not promoting that that's a thing. Like Mm. people making it look like their life is so perfect and they eat all their macros and they have all this chocolate and all these pies and everything when they go out. And oh, I saved my calories this weekend and I really enjoyed going out for this burger with my friends. But to me, going out for that burger I could just keep going and then I would just eat some chips too and I would eat some more chips and then I would have this drink and then I would have that. And thinking that so many people are just perfect and can have one one cheat meal and stop and be full and Mm. thinking in my head for so long, wow, I'm weird and I have some disorder because I don't feel full after one burger. And I think people need to, you know, make that known that, that's you know you go out for your cheap meal and you're full you don't have to be full yeah you know you could have had at home you could have had all this turkey and all this spud light and everything that you actually enjoy and filled yourself up and not felt like an idiot yeah I think
0: and that's that's the biggest thing I even think is enjoying those clean foods where like Especially like you, you would have learned a lot from coming from like the food you were eating to when we changed your food up. And even like people were saying, like, I've never had like almonds and that tastes super sweet that your taste buds change throughout prep and you start enjoying different types of foods.
1: Yeah. And I've even had people say to me like, oh, you're only enjoying these types of foods because it's becoming like disordered thinking and you're so obsessed with everything you're eating because you're so hungry. And I look at them and I think I probably eat about 10 times the amount of food that you eat a day. It is mm. not because I'm super hungry and restricting myself. It's because everything actually tastes so good. And I can say that because my whole life I refuse to eat vegetables. I refuse to eat anything that was like good for you. And being able to change my taste buds and everything i now know why people will go out to the pub and get a bowl of veggies i used to be like what the hell who would yeah. order a bowl of veggies and now i'm all for that because it's so yum yeah you're just enjoying
0: doing them different um one thing that did come up like throughout prep throughout your reverse throughout where you're kind of learning is the people around you how did that affect, like you doing this prep going from eating this eating that um in other people like how did the like did you have more negative people come around you on eating different types of foods and how did that affect them
1: yeah so and it still does it's um such a problem to other people and it kind of just makes me laugh now that I'm just so over it um everything and I mean you'll have people that will go into a prep and go out and say oh i can't eat this i'm gonna have to eat my own thing the whole time i've gone anywhere if i've had to bring my own food or anything i've not said a word i've eaten Mm -hmm. my food everyone else has enjoyed their food but people still somehow think they have the right to comment on your food everywhere you go um it's just oh you're eating rice cakes or oh you're eating chicken like, why don't you just have a piece of this? Why don't you just have some of that? Why don't you just have this pasta? When are you going to eat normal? When are you going to do this? And it's just a constant, like they're at you all of the time. And it used to bother me so much. And I thought, why is this affecting you? when I've not said anything about it. I'm doing my own thing. It, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, do you know how much fat is in that, You know, <laughs> whatever you're eating or I'm eating my own thing, you're eating your thing. You don't have the right to comment on me, and I think just realizing that it's has come from jealousy from a lot of people that they kind of want to be in my position and they haven't had the motivation to do so. So they think by commenting on your food and making you feel like less of a person that they're going to feel better about it, but it's really just I think so whatever they eat, they don't feel as bad for eating and It's like Mm -hmm. when people are eating a chocolate or something and they try to force you to eat one so they don't feel as bad. That's kind of what it is like constantly. And I'm like, no, you eat it. Like, you go for it. Live your best life and eat that chocolate if you want it. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Like, I'd never judge anyone for you know, what they're eating. And I think it should be the same both ways because I've never once have I said anything or complained about what I'm eating because I love what I'm eating and I love how it makes me feel and the energy that it gives me and everything like that. So it's been, yeah, I've had a lot of negativity in that, in that aspect. And then I think again, coming from, I don't like to say people are jealous, but coming from another jealous kind of point of view, people saying, Oh, you're too skinny now. Like, I hope you're going to put on some weight or, you know, and I had that for quite a while. Um, And now I think people realize that I'm not skinny and I'm muscly and I eat a lot more food than them. And for a long time, people didn't understand what bodybuilding was the people around me. And Mm. they just kind of, you know, everyone has in their head, you eat nothing and you eat some chicken and all you do is train 24 um, 7 and it's super unhealthy and still I've heard so many people on pod- podcasts and stuff dissing the bodybuilding industry saying oh you have to eat nothing and get on stage and I'm like well actually jokes on you we eat a lot like we eat a lot of food and if you don't right. put into so <laughs> well yeah that's right And it's, it, it's taken this whole entire time that I've been with you but people are slowly understanding around me that, oh, yeah, she's right. You do need to eat lots of food. And heaps of people are now saying, yeah, I know, like, I need to eat more to lose weight. And people are slowly starting to understand that because Mm. so many people are stuck in the whole, I need to not eat any food um, until, yeah, they're kind of, I think, slowly realising that I am living proof that eat your food and don't be a dickhead.
0: Well, that's 100%. And that's something even I'm talking to, like, I can't can't believe that it's still not out there, that it's like Mm. calorie, because again, a lot of these people are talking on calorie deficit. And this is a whole nother issue that it's like calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight, everything's calorie deficit. Yes, but... Also, too much of a calorie deficit, you need to be in that yeah. bell curve again, is going to then affect your output. You can't go too low, you're going to put too much stress on your body. Your body's going to hold on to everything once you're on a below. So the everyday person's just like, well, fuck it, calorie deficit, sweet. And then it's just like yeah. they're in this whole thing where mm-hmm. they're wrecking everything and they're not losing. They've plateaued out and they're under a thousand calories. And um, versus instead of eating more food and upping your output and then training more effectively and having the right yeah. types of foods. Um, then you're going to find a nice, a way better like balance rate. Um, And that's where I just think the lack of information and all these keyword pop words at the moment, like the calorie deficits, the whole Mm. anti like don't call things cheat meals. And that's where it starts to become a problem because you're, you're walking down the lines of, yes, it is scientifically correct, but within reason, like you can always overdo everything. So um, yeah. And that's where like, I definitely felt the same thing coming around. Like, the how it people were approaching me until they kind of saw what I did and did all this and then I end up winning Australian chance and winning a show and then coming back they're like ah oh. and then they start asking you for advice and then they're like well if yeah. I'm doing this and uh, um,
1: yeah that's what I'm getting now like I think throughout the whole prep and everything I still felt like a tiny little mouse under a rock like oh well I don't really know what I'm doing so people are just going to keep judging me and keep at me about, Oh, you don't eat food. And I just didn't really want to defend myself. And now I've just gotten so over that. And I'm like, this is me. Like I'm doing real well. I'm eating heaps of food. I absolutely love this. I live and breathe this. It's, it's my passion and it's what makes me so happy. And you know, if you want my advice, I'll give you my advice and I'll give you what works for me. And I just don't care anymore about what they think because this is what works for me. And this is what makes me so happy. You know, there's no point in taking people's comments anymore. And people are slowly starting to stop, do that, stop doing that and understand. I think it's just the calorie deficit thing is just a problem because yes, calorie deficit. But again, if everyone looks at what they eat, everyone's probably already in a calorie deficit because they don't eat any food, Mm. but they need to, you know, build up their calories and then be in the right kind of deficit. And yeah, it's just the education is just lacking and it's just coming from people that have no, you know, no authority to, Mm. to tell them what they should eat
0: well it's just an easy out a lot of the time it's without yeah. doing work and doing all that now money's hit the fitness industry so it's it's an mm. easy way to sell like your ebook and fitness plans and things like that and i think you're yeah. perfect perfect person because i think when you were like that 35 kilos heavier you weren't eating the amount of food that you were going like mm. getting close to prep you're probably heats under the calories um so yeah it's like, well, you're eating double and you've lost 35 kilo. So then it's mm. like, well, your output's got in and that's how you're creating the deficit through that. But that's just not explained. It's just purely drop your food down. Um, and that's going to be exactly. I think the next thing coming over the next 12 to 24 months on um, where people then are starting to find issues because they're too low calorie.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's the thing. Just so many people not being educated properly about it. Um, seems to be yeah the main problem at the moment i think Mm. so coming
0: into your off season now you've got a longer term goal of like competing down season b um how are you finding motivation going into that so i find a lot of people are super motivated going in because they're like i've got five weeks out i've got four weeks out um i'm getting so close and then it's just like Mm. okay post-comp you might not have a goal or you're like well it's my goal's not until 50 weeks so how are you keeping motivated during that time
1: yeah I think I'm I'm just super motivated all of the time um and season b is where it's that like I have had you know it'll be almost a year or however long off before doing season b and I think I'm just so excited because I've seen even from when I finished last year, I thought, geez, how much can I even build in that time? And now I've Mm. seen how much I've even built in like a couple of weeks that Mm. I'm thinking, hell yeah, I've got however many months, like I'm going to build so much and, you know, season B could be as far away as possible. And I would just be so excited because I know every single day when I'm in the gym, every single thing I lift, I'm like, yeah, gains Mm. all of the time, all of these all of these snacks and the carbs and everything just how my muscles are now like filling up and it's just every day I notice changes and for a while there I thought oh I haven't really changed for ages and all of a sudden I did and that just got me so much more motivated and I think now just knowing that even now studying personal training and studying everything and kind of learning more about it keeps me motivated as well and just yeah yeah the gym every single morning in itself it's just exciting it's so exciting to me
0: and five months out now from your show like that you've you're five months into a reverse um or four or five months and then it's like yeah it goes quick and then it's like well you've slowly built on your like strengths coming up so you're setting strength goals you're you're noticing Mm -hmm. little things like that and i think that keeps people motivated is still setting goals on like i want to lift a little bit heavier here keep checking in and just like wow look at my like chest measurements come up and all these different measurements around your legs taking photos to make sure it's almost very similar to going into prep on the way out that you're just making sure that you are doing those checks and balances to be like oh cool it is changing because I think where a lot of people burn out is they're just like, well, I worked so hard to get here. Now my weight's going to go up. So what's the point? Because now I'm not going to be able to see my muscle. I'm not going to be able to see the condition and look at my abs. So I'm just going to taper off or take a few months off gym and do all that. And then they, they miss that, that opportunity of improving.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I felt that as soon as I finished, it's like, Oh, it's over now. Like Mm. now what? And it's so different like taking photos on the way down to prep you're like oh my gosh look how small this has got and look how you know shredded you are but on the way up it's even more exciting because you're like oh my god look at that muscle and Mm. even just taking videos of your form and just setting goals to lift heavier and even to do the pull-ups that I've been trying to do like the 10 wide grip pull-ups just tiny little things like that it's so exciting and just being able to participate in that kind of stuff. Now, obviously mm. when you're in a prep, you can't lift as heavy and that kind of stuff. And just the gym now doing little challenges, like the most deadlifts in a minute and this and that it's, it's exciting to get mm. involved in all that kind of stuff every day and just set goals for, even if it's for no purpose, like shits in gigs, I'm going to do this many deadlifts today. And then you're like, yep. hell yeah. Yeah. I just did that. And that's
0: the other thing. It's just, yeah, keeping that fresh excitingness, setting those challenges, even going out and yeah. doing something different like rock climbing for cardio or something like that mm. is just not going to be that same mundane, just going doing the same thing over and over again. Um, because the people that are in this long-term that have competed for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years have mastered that, that whole thing that you're always keeping it fresh. You're always keeping it interested. It's not like grinding to get through sessions that you're just keen every day to go better, go better, go heavier yeah. and mix it up that way. And that's where I think I'll see a lot of the first timers really drop off as they will go really hard and then burn out fast.
1: Yeah, even just going places like um, thinking about fun ways you can do stuff. I don't mm. know, if we go away or something, thinking about what we can do if there's no gym there or what can yep. we do instead, let's go climb this. Or if you go out, you're like, oh, what can I do a pull-up on? Like, yeah. And really engaging it in your lifestyle as well. Yeah, just finding ways to add it in and make it fun. And yeah, as you said, doing different kinds of training in your off season, like doing, I hate cardio, cardio is shit, but doing triathlons because it's fun. Like doing it, you feel like Mm -hmm. you're going to die and you've done it and you're like, cool, I did a triathlon today, go me. And it was fun. Yeah. Like you're around heaps of different people, you meet all different kinds of athletes from all different kinds of things. And we've gone to uh, they do this thing called Road Runners in Wagga. And again, I don't run, that's yuck. But going to Road Runners, there's all these different types of athletes again, and just engaging with different people and the things that they enjoy, and then showing them how to squat and showing mm-hmm. them how to deadlift. Like it's just, yeah yeah so much to keep you motivated I think
0: yeah and that's a whole different now you've got your own persona coming off the back end of this comp you've changed your complete body lost 35 kilos and just gained a shit ton more confidence
1: yeah yeah I think confidence is the big thing like I never really had um, confidence especially growing up I was just like no way or then I would just drink to have confidence and that kind yeah. of thing. And even, yeah, last year I still wasn't confident. And now I'm just, yeah, I'm confident. Like, yeet, going to yeah. any gym. I would have never gone into a gym anywhere else. And now I just roll into random gyms anywhere I go. And I love it. Yeah. i like, that's like, yeah, I'm here. Something I find is, like, people that
0: have that, like, like they're having problems. They're finding that they're, like, lacking confidence. Their life's getting pretty mundane. And that's where, I like, For me, maybe just because I'm on the fitness side is start there, start with nutrition, start with training, because once you get that right, it starts leaking off into other aspects of your life. You go out and work with more confidence. you got more energy throughout the day. You interact with people very differently.
1: Yeah, and you get get butterflies all the time because of the excitement. Like I used to be the person that would say, yuck, gym, and share those Mm -hmm. memes that are like, haha, the gym, or... In school, I didn't play sport. I always sat out and now I'm totally different. And if we go away, you get something exciting that's happening. Like if you're going to a wedding or something and you're super excited to go and get lit and have a good time and you get that feeling. And that's yeah. like me now going to a gym. Like last week when I was back in achuca and I was going to um, snap there and I just have that feeling in my tummy. I'm like, oh, I'm going into a new gym. Like, yeah. oh. I wonder if they, I wonder if they have this or, you know, just looking at the layout of a gym. It's it's so weird that that's exciting, but it is. Your mindset (laughs) just changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, the other interaction just with people and the way kind of, have you found anyone treats you differently or anything like that, or you get more attention or something like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, and I used to have a huge problem with, oh, they're looking at me. And now it's, yeah, they're looking at you because they're inspired by you or something. And I just would have never gone and talked to someone. And now if I kind of see someone looking at me, I'll, I'll talk to them. Be like, hey, yeah. like, you want help? Or um, are you looking at me squat? Yeah, I, I, yeah exactly. And even <laughs> people that I think I think never would have talked to me previously and now they do. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, yeah, interesting, isn't it? that now you want to talk to me or, <laughs> um, yeah, or want advice. And, yeah, you definitely get, I think, treated different and it puts you in the position to choose how you want to take that. Like a lot of people would, you know, try and want to get famous and take all these people talking to them like, oh, yeah, you want to talk to me now. Whereas mm. I'm kind of like, well, you were an asshole before, so you're still an asshole now. Uh, if they you know want to treat me any differently different, like yeah yeah you're still superior i guess to that you don't have to you still don't have to go down to someone else's level because people are looking at you differently now yeah it just puts you in a better position to help the people that really need it i guess
0: mm, yeah 100 percent. so my last question is always very similar coming up with say if you were to give a first time a competitor three top top advices that they're going to take with them mm-hmm. to absolutely smash the stage what would be your like top three tips that you would give that first competitor straight out the gate
1: um probably my first one is stop thinking that you don't look like someone else stop comparing yourself to other yep. people and it's a super hard thing to get out of but just don't do it because it's going to get you nowhere and just try and literally take photos of yourself and have a good look at them and think, yeah, that's me. Like realize that's you. And then probably enjoy it. And I know a lot of people will say that like enjoy the process, but you need to enjoy the process and enjoy the changes that you're making and realize it's, it's you. That's like, you have so much power to change your life and you don't have to live in pain or, you know, you can change your life if you want to change your life Mm. um and then I think just what did I already say overthinking um eat your food don't be scared I think and I think especially especially now 2021 a lot of girls are scared of food and it's becoming you know like so many people are saying they have eating disorders and stuff like that because they're so scared of food and don't be scared of it and stop stop questioning people like I know I've done it a lot before I've eaten things said oh do you think it's going to be okay if I eat this or just don't don't do that just know that you need food to progress you need food for fuel you need food to you know pump up you need food for growth and To lose weight, you just need to eat and not think about what it's going to do to you and just let it happen. Mm. Just, you know, go with the flow. And no, if you don't like how something has reacted with your body or anything like that, you can change it. Like you always have the power to change it. Even if you think, oh my God, I've put on a kilo, you can change that. You can get rid of that kilo if you Mm. don't like it or you haven't got enough muscle well you can get more muscle you just have to work yeah 100% no
0: i like them um where can people reach out to you
1: um on instagram my instagram is at Chelsea sutto. i think yeah that is my instagram yeah it's probably last my name Facebook. for me <laughs> um S-U-T-T-O. perfect Sutto, chels sato and, yeah, my Facebook is Chels Jane because I'm tricky like that.
0: <laughs> Just to keep hidden. Um, I'll yeah. put them all in the tags anyway and reach out. Anyway, thanks for oh, – what's your next goals? That's the other thing. Maybe we'll touch on that.
1: My next goals, um, two, well, I do want to do fitness in Season B. Um, so I really did love sport. Like I love the look of the sport and fitness um, category. And I do want to do that but I also just want to see where we're at and do what's best for me. And I just want to do a few shows and really enjoy it. And I really want to go to nationals this year. Um, But yeah, my main goal is become a very successful PT and be able to use all of my knowledge, you know, for good. Yeah. I guess. And while I want to, obviously place and i'd love to place in nationals i want to enjoy it and i want to inspire people to do it for a purpose and do it for themselves yeah
0: exactly and the right reasons
1: yeah the right reasons <laughs>
0: <laughs> so follow along chelsea's journey over the next 12 months it's going to get pretty hectic i think
1: with that nationals and all of that until next time guys we will see you guys soon.